0: Hi, it's Craig and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is
1: what you missed. It's your pallies Craig and Lucky on a Tuesday morning, one day out from going to Bowmanville. I'm going to go get all groomed up today. Got to gotta look good for Bowman. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, get me a, a shave and a haircut. Look at you. Yeah. Well, you don't know. I could find love in Bowmanville.
0: You shave yourself or are you going for a, a straight oh. razor shave?
1: I should, especially for Bowmanville. Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never done the straight razor. Never? No, no. A lot of guys do it prior to their wedding. Right? Thing. Yeah. Who even does it anymore? Are there pla- I guess there must be places. Yeah, there's
0: a few barber shops that uh, that do it. I've been to a couple.
1: Yeah, I've never had it done.
0: It's a it's a very uh, very nice treatment.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe that's what I'll do this afternoon. Oh, well, look at you. I mean, I got all day. Right. But anyhow, but it's a, it's a full thing. I'm going to do a nail clipping, a shaving. <laughs> full grooming. Full grooming. <laughs> all of it. Oh, no. You never know what can
0: happen in Bowmanville. <laughs> Picture a dumb and dumber situation with the nail clipping.
1: <laughs> Look out, early family. I'm coming.
0: <laughs> and he'll be scratching
1: everywhere. Yeah. I've given up on the full groom. Okay, down, downstairs, right? I mean, I was taking it right down to the hardwood for a while because <laughs> I saw it in the movies. But, there, but when there's no
0: dancing, you don't need the hardwood. No, no, <laughs> I don't need it anymore.
1: That dance floor is closed, <laughs> burnt to the ground. Um, yeah, no, it just—it's uh, too much effort. I, I think, yeah, just—you uh, um, uh, need a base coat.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Simple, a simple trim. Yeah. Cutting back the hedge. Right. Right.
1: Just trim up the hedge, but still have
0: (laughs) some hedge. Yes. Well, I mean, you still need the privacy. (laughs) I don't want the neighbors
1: looking over the fence. (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) We were walking to Coop last night, and I saw what, like, it was a tree that was in between two yards. Mm. And one side was perfectly manicured. And the other side Help. was just gone to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, wow, did one guy really just stop on that side mm-hmm. and say, all right? Because the tree, I don't think that the, the, the trunk of it is in the middle of the two properties. It sits on one property, mm-hmm. but it expands across what right. would be the property line.
1: My, uh, my hedge, the big one down the side of our driveway, uh, when we first moved in, the little old lady that lived next door to us, she really had given up when it came to, uh, home care. Right. And so, um, I found a guy to come and trim it all up and I would pay him to do both sides because I just, it it looked terrible. Right. You know, to just do our side. Now luckily my new neighbors, they're actually into their house and they like it. So we split the cost. Gotcha. For the longest time yeah I was just footing the bill myself but I can see how somebody would be like ah eh, screw it it's, it's over his hanging over his property what do I care? Yeah
0: well I guess when we did uh, the our we have a really tall hedge that's just kind of overgrown when we planted it I remember oh, with, really? the, with their our original next door neighbors. And so we're talking maybe 10, 12 years ago, but we planted these little four foot cedars mm-hmm. and now they're like 30 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> at one point they had Rob Avery come over and, and give them a little trim mm-hmm. and, uh, and shore them up a little bit, but only my side.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Cause you, well, cause it's in your backyard. So you wouldn't see the other side at all. Exactly. Right? Yeah. See with, with this out front, I see it when I'm coming. Right. Either way. And, you know, cutting
0: a bit off the top, I guess, yes, it helps both sides. But we have a neighbor, the neighbor behind us, their hedge extends over the fence and into, like, the walkway. Mm. And it's cutting off the walkway by about, like, four feet now. Like, it's completely overgrown. This is your walkway into uh, your backyard? Uh, no. Well, oh. it's, a, it's a city access. Oh, I see. Which I think the city is supposed to, to come and at least trim up. But if you just shave it halfway it's probably gonna kill all the trees right
1: Speaking of the city I have a fence going down one side of my house because we live on a corner lot and it one part of it has been um lean it's it's partially it looks like it's almost ready to fall, but it's leaning like this now for uh, forever mm-hmm. and uh, call it problematic and I thought well I was hoping. And this makes no sense. Of course, it's my property. It's my problem. But because it was on, like, close to the city sidewalk, I thought, oh, maybe the city will come and fix it. Right. Uh, and then I was told not only will the city not fix it, but I best fix it because if it falls and hits somebody, I think you get sued. True. Actually, I had a, a, a deck guy over recently. Looking at my Taj Mahal deck, okay. my Leaning Tower of Pisa, really, and uh, and oh he yeah. didn't just tear it down on site. Well, he kind of wanted to. He said, "This makes no sense." <laughs> he he kept he kept referring to it. I honestly, he kept referring to it as a liability, <laughs> which is good, actually. Between the that he called the fence a liability, my whole house. It's it's a liability.
0: It could be the name of your next autobiography.
1: If uh, being in a plane is not your favorite thing, this uh, won't help. If you're afla- afraid to fly, it's uh, it's probably duct tape time over the years. A new report found that near misses where two planes almost collide, a lot more common than we'd think. Heard about this. According to a leaked report, there was over 50 involving commercial airlines just last month. So more than one a day in July. We just never heard about them. Of course, when you think about how big planes are and how fast they're moving, some of these uh, near misses have been pretty close. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, an airline flight was taking off when it banked left instead of right and veered directly into the path of another flight. Oh! It came within about a, uh, a kilometer of hitting each other. Near misses on the ground are even more common.
0: I could see that. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts going on.
1: Well, the problem is they say that uh, it's overworked air traffic controllers. The numbers of flights have increased and the number of fully trained air traffic controllers is down. So Mm. that's not good.
0: That's not, no, that's not good. It's not a job you can just kind of be sitting. No. And hanging out and having an off day at.
1: Wasn't, uh, wasn't John Candy, uh, an air traffic controller in Summer Rental? Remember that movie? Where he, uh, I think he, they gave him some time off because he had nearly made a couple of planes collide. So he took the summer off and spent it with his family at a cottage and then no. went horribly south. Wasn't I there think one was was Summer Rental? John
0: Cusack had a, had one about being an air traffic controller oh, too. Oh yeah. Right? Him
1: and, uh, Billy Bob, uh, Thornton or whatever his that, name
0: is. Yeah. Remember he tin met something?
1: Yeah. Is that where he met A- Angelina? I don't know. When they shared the blood? Right. It was getting weird. See Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, you're not all that creative. <laughs> That's right. You're- it's been done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the uh, New York Times reported uh, that, yeah, 46 close calls at American airports, more than 300 in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, all major U.S. airlines have been involved in this.
1: No, I'm sure it happens here, too. Oh, yeah. Um, On the ground, it's even more so, supposedly. Back in February, two planes got cleared to land on the same runway and came within 30 meters of each other doing 240 kilometers an hour.
0: Holy cow. All right.
1: So I'll take the train. Yeah.
0: 30 meters is a really close call. Yeah. When was <laughs> the last time you heard of two
1: Greyhound buses colliding? That's not good. No. No, it really isn't. Air travel is so terrible. It really... I mean, it's, it's to the point now when you're, you just expect the worst. Like you're like, all right, the flight leaves at five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to arrive at the airport at five o'clock the day before. Right. Uh, I I just know the lineup through, uh, through customs or through, uh, the security check is going to be a nightmare. Then my flight's going to delayed. Then I'm going to spend more money in the bar lounge than I will on my entire vacation. you never get those stupid iPad screens to order your drink properly. Right. Washrooms are always a million miles away. I'm always the one guy without the credit card that can't get me into the lounge. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're just you're just ha- like like if if everything goes wrong, you're still just happy you finally actually got to where you were supposed to be going. Uh, uh, having
0: traveled quite a bit in the last couple of years now, I see There's not a lot of help to be had when you're there, right? There's not a not a ton of helpful people looking out for you and how they can make this an easier process for you. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I mean, if your job is working at the airport, especially in that security area, like, you know the deal if you travel quite a bit, and I'm ready and prepared (laughs) as you walk in. But you run across a person who it's like their first time ever at the airport. Yeah. Or, or those who are just oblivious to all things happening around them. Mm-hmm. And I find it shocking. Like, you know, yes, you got to take your electronics out of your bag. In some cases, you got to take your shoes off. Why? Well, because some guy at one point tried to take a bomb in his shoes. And yeah. that's why that rule changed. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting. Um, we were talking last week, John Cook and I, about time travel. And, like, where would you want to go Like, pre... In the past, if you go somewhere. And people were choosing, like, back in, like, the revolution times. Like, no, that wasn't a fun time. But John was like, I'd love to see what an airport was like pre-9-11. Mm. And I can't even remember it now. <laughs> right? That's what, an interesting what thought. What that yeah. would be like.
1: Would yeah. you basically like walking into a into a in a nightclub and just saying, "Ah, right, let's go." When I, when we were uh, when we were in Windsor, I, a lot of people would talk about uh, pre-9/11 just at the border going over the Ambassador Bridge or or through the tunnel. And it was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Not before You didn't even. Sometimes it's like a toll you didn't have to bridge. Sh- yeah. You didn't have to show ID. or You just go, I live in uh, LaSalle and I'm going grocery shopping. Yeah. All right. Have fun. Uh-huh. Do you have a passport? Yeah. Okay, fine. Good. Yeah. Where is it? At home. Okay, sure, show it to me <laughs> yeah, next that's time. That's good. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget it next time. Not anymore. If you're a parent, you know, there's all sorts of things you got to do to keep your kids upright and not injured. Uh, and some of them uh, are, you know, complicated, or you got to think things through, keeping them on a healthy diet, and all of these things. It's, and others are are kind of you think to yourself, well, wh- wh- how would that even happen, or why would anybody even have to say to me, don't do that? That that seems obvious, but over twenty thousand emergency rooms between twenty thirteen and twenty twenty one saw kids children for head injuries because of ceiling fans. Now, I don't think the kids are jumping up in the air and slamming their own heads into the ceiling fan. It is said that a lot of these come from parents tossing their kids in the air. Here's an idea. Look up, see the ceiling fan, and move to the left or right of it. Right.
0: Yes. Well, we tend to forget the ceiling fans are there. Yeah. And they're on. Ouch. Yeah.
1: They're running. You feel the air coming down upon you. Yeah. You got a hole in your ceiling. I mean, I, I would have thought the jumping on the
0: bed that, you know, no more monkeys jumping on the bed kids mm-hmm. and, and cut it out mm-hmm. and, and maybe an accident happens that way. Um, I mean, as a dad, I think we'd be more inclined to throw the baby up in the air as part of our fun routine, but. I'd also be more inclined to be, oh, don't tell your mother that happened. (laughs) I don't think I'd be going to the emergency room unless something (laughs) is cut wide open.
1: Why is little Sammy bleeding from the forehead? (laughs) I
0: mean, they're not knife blades you have on that fan, are they?
1: Now don't they, It's um, a flesh wound. Shake it off. Shake it off. You'll be fine, son. I mean, I think I did uh, terrific parenting because my children were never injured uh, or or, or hurt in any way from me because I just avoided them almost (laughs) all of their lives. You can't hurt somebody when you're not talking to them, looking at them, or playing with them. Right. And you know, and I think when they're little, they, yeah, they can bounce back from most of this stuff. I mean, if I, if I hit my, if the ceiling fan hit my hand by mistake, I reach up and it swipes my fingers. I'd be at a commission for months. <laughs> but when you're a kid, you can you can get nailed I remember getting like hammered like with a baseball bat, like in the forehead. Right. Like a guy swung back, I was standing in the wrong spot, clocked me right in the forehead. Fine. Right. When I was a kid. Well maybe not.
0: That explains a lot right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not a nervous tick. <laughs> Meanwhile, fast forward decades. I'm, I'm, uh, coaching, when I say coaching, I loosely say coaching, uh, my youngest son's baseball team. I'm standing by the cage there, or your dugout, uh, leaning against the post while one kid is up to bat. He hits, now he's only like seven, mm-hmm. he hits, hits a good one, tosses the bat to start running, catches me in the ankle. Now the distance <laughs> from between home plate and the cage is a good- so by the time it got to me, it was moving relatively slow. Right. You would have thought I had been shot. <laughs> I'm I'm on the ground,
0: crying, rolling around,
1: (laughs) rolling around in your husky uniform, in my husky (laughs) uniform, with my egg box sticking out. Uh, People were talking uh, on ScreenRant.com about overrated movies. People just pretend to love. You know, sometimes people will get really caught up in. In uh, in a movie, and everybody must see it. It's the greatest movie ever made, and then you go see it, and you're like, "Well, this is a piece of crap." Oh, this happens. Okay, happens to me a lot. And anytime anything is overhyped, yes. Once I get to it, it's like restaurants, you know. Yeah. Uh, go, you gotta go to the steak, the best steakhouse in the city. You won't believe it. It's the greatest steak. Right. It's a shoe. Well, uh, we've done that,
0: uh, many times with pizza joints. We've asked people, yeah, uh, text in what, what, what's the best pizza mm-hmm. or wood fired pizza, whatever it be. And, you know, everyone's got their own tastes. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes they come back, oh, you gotta try this one and yeah. you try it. And you're like, yeah.
1: It's like even, you know, when we, when we went to Italy, you know, that's all people talk about, the food in Italy. It's the most belie- unbelievable food. So, of course, I'm so hyped to try everything, the pasta, the pizzas. I want it all. And eh, eh, for most of it, eh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, when we got to the south of Italy, it was much better, I thought. Right. Anyhow, but maybe that was more connected to my mother-in-law's just cooking. just say, you
0: eat a lot of authentic Italian already. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's like going to the states. Everybody, in the US it's really bad. I don't know if it's the same here. I don't notice it as much. But in the US, every city's got a sandwich or a pizza or a hot dog you got to have. It's the greatest Chicago deep dish, a Chicago hot dog. Right. You know, New York pizza and and on and on and on it goes. Uh, Philadelphia and the uh, the cheesesteak sandwich. Right. And you go and you have them and I don't remember ever once going, this is great. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I think I always went, this is crap. This
0: <laughs> wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah.
1: But then I don't think Americans taste buds for the most part and we're probably guilty too are all that defined or refined. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I we had friends from Cleveland who once came up to spend some time with us and we ended up at a Swiss chalet where the, uh, the husband said, this is so good, I'm going to bring the wife back next year. And we'll go for our anniversary. <laughs> yes, Swiss chalet is lovely.
0: Yeah. Not that lovely. I must travel. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a Swiss player who was playing for the generals at one point, and I was like, man, I really want to take him to Swiss chalet. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this, Let him see. Is this authentic? Yeah. He'd, he'd want it shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so uh movies that are uh, way overrated, but we claim to still love them. Things like uh Fight Club shows up on the list, The oh, Notebook. All right. Jaws. Hey, now. That is a great movie. Well, I, I guess if you're looking at
0: today's CGI yeah. and special effects and you're watching it through that lens mm. but when you figure what they did for the time mm-hmm. unbelievable
1: Th- that opening scene with her in the water right, is still to this day and it's because you don't see the shark you just know what's going down well,
0: and, and that's the beauty yeah. of, of Jaws is that you were supposed to see the shark during all those, uh, scenes. Yeah. But the thing didn't bloody well work. Right. And so they had to use the element of it just lurking there, which is what makes it even scarier because we all know when we see open water, mm-hmm. you can't see what's there. And it's not knowing that's even worse. And when you add, just the two notes of that score by John Williams mm. and the music that goes underneath to the whole thing—it's—it's it's unbelievable.
1: Uh, Grease shows up on the list. Pretty Woman shows up. Forrest Gump, The Shining, Avatar, Lovely Maria, loved Avatar. I, I was neither here nor there. Uh, Frozen, Silence of the Lambs, Star Wars Episode Six, Return of the Jedi. You could take every Star Wars movie and every Star Trek movie and put them in that category for me. I yeah. could care less. Star Wars being more
0: hyped than I think Star Trek. I would put the Lord of the Rings in that for me, mm-hmm. too.
1: I, just,
0: I didn't get into it. Yeah. It was a bit long in the tooth. I did watch them.
1: Same with all the Marvel movies. Yeah. I a lot of care those in
0: there. Matrix I get lost into.
1: Number one top of the list, Shawshank Redemption. What? I'm only kidding. I just made that up to upset you. <laughs> just reading a... Uh, uh, an article a uh, asking advice column one of these uh, one of these things in, okay. the, in the paper where uh, uh, a mom is asking advice on how she can break it to her two daughters that they cannot afford Taylor Swift tickets and and i would think you know for taylor swift in her month long residency at the rogers center or however many nights she's playing there now six yeah um i'm sure there are a lot of parents of uh, children Probably in the, and certainly in those, that teen year, that 13, 14, 15 year old range, uh, where a lot of parents are having to say to them, look, we're not putting, you know, two grand out for a, a pair of tickets yeah. or two grand for one ticket, uh, as one mom, uh, and, and this, this now living in the world of, uh, keeping up with the Joneses and social media, it's even more so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, if you've got daughters or even sons, whoever's into Taylor Swift, um, you know, if all their friends or they perceive that all of their friends are going to see Taylor Swift and yeah. they're not. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, you know, it, it,
0: the back to school photos are coming. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks. So you might want to hide those people from your friends list, the yeah. ones who overpost on those. And if you're seeing that people got Taylor Swift tickets, mm. You might as well hide their posts now too, because you're going to get inundated with posts from those shows, which are flat out bragging,
1: not even humble bragging. Oh no, for sure. We'll just wait till November when all the that's what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, from the Rogers Center in November. Yeah, Yeah. I mean the the person who was giving the advice, uh, what they said, I I understand on a on a an adult mature level. But no 13-year-old is going to understand this. They're they're saying, you know, you sit your kid down and you explain that every family has different values and this isn't something that our family feels is an important buy and we want to save money for family vacations and this and that and try to explain to them if they get an allowance how much work and how much allowance they would have to get to buy these tickets. They won't understand and will refuse to understand that concept because they just want what they want. When we're kids, we just want what we want. I get that. But at 13,
0: 14, 15 years old, if they haven't understood the value of a dollar Mm. yet, then you probably have made a mistake along the line by not teaching them at least that money is not endless.
1: Most parents don't understand the value of a dollar yeah, anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of Look them who the live debt. well beyond their means. Look too. at the panic people are living in right now.
0: And some will go into debt yeah. for these too, and just yep. say, "All right, well, I guess this will just be added to the mortgage. We'll pay it off over <laughs> the next 25 years." Yeah. Um. But I mean, you really have to. <laughs> I joke with my kids all the time because you know we'd go skiing at Brimacombe, and they're like, "Hey, when can we go to Whistler?" Right. And I'd be like. Well, when you quit hockey, yeah, quite frankly, because that is, you know, I was playing at the Oshawa Golf Club yesterday. and played with Christian recently there, and he's like, hey, can we join this club? I'm like, yeah, quit hockey. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you have to know that yeah. there's trade-offs in life. Yeah. There's, you can't do everything because you can't afford to do everything.
1: And, you know, we're very blessed in this, that you get to play the Oshawa Golf Club or you get to ski at Brimacombe because yeah. it's a perk. Right, yeah. You you wouldn't. You didn't go to pocket for either of those things, and I don't think they realized. I showed up yesterday and uh, to check in, and they were like, "You're almost like a member here." (laughs) And I said,
0: "I said a member without paying is really the best scenario. Yeah, it truly is." (laughs) And and I, you know, I I get it. You know, when it comes, we're in hockey, and we see this all the time, especially when it comes with equipment or with uh, tournaments and travel. We had a boy recently come by our house who was offering to to cut lawns and he said he's uh he's enrolling in hockey for the first time and mm. is, and it's expensive and and their family can't really afford it and he, his mom and mom are going door to door cutting lawns trying to raise money for equipment mm. right and uh and I kind of wanted to drag my kids outside right, and say listen here get out your stuff and let, and and we have started asking hey if anyone's got Equipment for a twelve-year-old, mm-hmm. um, you know, from our teams that you know, we hand our stuff down. If anyone's got some stuff that they they, you know, this kid needs equipment to play, mm-hmm. and there are great charities. I pointed them towards their opportunity and charities that help out with that sort of thing. But you got to understand how expensive,
1: and you've that got two is. of them in it,
0: and I've got two of them in it, and I, that's I, I, why I, I tell I'll them never understand. we don't do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> when they say we want to go here, we want to go, there. no, yeah. Yeah. we don't. Quit hockey and, and, or play house league and you'll find a massive $10,000 difference per year in what's paid. And that's the decision you make. When you decide you want to do this, mm-hmm. it means you don't get to go to Taylor Swift. If that was in your plans or, or in your hopes. Now, do your
1: boys are they interested in Taylor Swift? No, no.
0: They might be interested in girls who are interested in Taylor Swift, yeah. but that's not but something that's Her music
1: happened. isn't their thing. No, and,
0: and I don't know if it is. They're still. I don't. I don't think they're that interested in going to a show like that anyway. Mm. Um, they haven't expressed interest in that. Right, right. And maybe because I haven't taken them to anything. You know, when he, if I let them outside of the cage once, they might see what <laughs> happens out there and might want to do stuff yeah. like that. But it's easier just to say no.
1: The, uh, any sports, uh, be it hockey or whatever your kids are involved in, uh, it, it was always keeping up with the Joneses. And one of the things that drove me insane about hockey parents, and I just always felt so bad. For those who were just hanging in there, and you and you knew who they were because when you'd go to hockey tournaments, and there would be some dad who always wanted to go to the great restaurant that night or do all sorts of extra things around the hockey. Remember, we went to a, a tournament in Cleveland. So, uh you know, all the parents are now organizing a road trip to the rock and roll hall of fame well, that 's a hundred dollars a head to get in yeah. you know and and you have to read the room just because you 've got all the dough in the world. Not everybody else does, yeah. so go to the Hall of Fame yourself and shut up well and, and i don't have a problem
0: telling my kids we can't afford to do things mm-hmm. and and I think there's some who would feel that's a that's a loss mm. right, or or feel bad about doing that, or feel ashamed about doing that, but you have to be realistic mm-hmm. and and I would like to my kids to learn from that that Hey, you better get a good job. (laughs) You better find something to do sitting on the couch and playing video games. Isn't going to afford you those luxuries. And you know, and I've talked to them about that when they sit on the couch and play video games, because that's not free either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The system, the internet, the, uh, the, the game, all of these things cost money. Yeah. And you know, we've gotten into now bank accounts and allowances and, and paper routes and earning and, uh, and there's a limited supply of money for them. Mm-hmm. So I think right away they get that, right? When they, Christian, you know, you want McDonald's or you wanted a sub the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you're paying for it mm-hmm. because I've you're got, good. I've got lunch at home. Yeah. But if you want to go have a sub, you're going to pay for it. And how much is it? 15 bucks or something like that for a sure. foot long sub now. Well, guess what? That's, you, you got to work three weeks delivering papers mm-hmm. to make that. Yeah. And so. You really have to give them that reality. I understand how tough it is in the Taylor Swift environment, and... Taylor Swift might lose a lot of fans, Mm. um, especially among young people, because of the price of these tickets. And she's not fighting Ticketmaster and Live Nation or whatever the hell it might be about how expensive these tickets are getting for people and the resale market, how stupid it is.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of tears and crying and screaming over dinner tables uh, over all of this as everybody's scattering like rats to find these things. I am actually surprised in my house that my boys are as good with money as they are. They both save. They're both very aware of uh, of uh, not spending too much, not being over the top with with anything. But I think that stems from the fact that they saw how horrible their old man handled dough <laughs> and still does to this day. And really, do, they do not want to be in my bed. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.